And we are back, the yes, Dre and Dez podcast. Thank you for being with us. Before we get started, please like, subscribe, review on Apple Podcasts. We've worked really hard to get there. Please, 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 we need you. We need you. Follow us on Instagram as well, at Dre and Dez podcast. Tell your friends, tell yes. your family. Tell everybody. Happy Halloween. Please go hit us up. We'd love to have you. Um, Dre, what's going on? Nothing, man. If you can't tell people, we are in person again. I don't know. We'd be on the road lately. It's a wonderful time. It is. Good time. A good time. Drake, can you tell the people what just happened? Can you tell? We just enjoyed some good beers at a local local pub. Um, You know, it was cool. Got to have some food. Talk a little football. You know, drink. You know, just having a good time with 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 your buddy. You know what I'm saying? So you're not gonna tell them about we just played one on one basketball. You're not gonna tell them about that. Uh, I'll tell them that we just play basketball on an eight-foot miniature room, and it was like, you know... I'm sorry. So what was the score in the in the eight-foot rim games? Dude, it's dark. Look... Oh, man, it was dark. I'm sorry. I, you're right. I controlled You know the, what? The... You know what? I'm not going to let you try to manipulate me in front of the public and make it seem like I can't man up and, and tell the That's truth. That's kind of what it what? seems like. Look, okay, fine. I'll what? put it out there. Today, uh, October 15th... No, excuse me, 16th. Yeah, uh, Desmond Upshaw beat me in one on one on an eight foot rim, what uh, the, what nineteen to eight. So that was one game, or that was two games. That was two games combined. Dang, so nineteen. So what was the, what was the first score? What was the game? What was the it doesn't matter, game? dude. You won both games, oh, okay. and gotcha. like overall, yeah, that's not important. Look, you know, today was his day. Um, <laughs> you know, I give him total credit. He he, right? He, you give me total credit, but today was my day. He was a very efficient with scoring the ball. Mm. Uh, he played like LeBron needs to play all the time, taking it to the hole. Oh you know what I'm saying? And finishing. He shot a very high clip with efficient. And, and for me, I couldn't hit any shots. Oh, had some my costly gosh. turnovers, some yeah, fouls. Dude. I think the rest were a little bit. I'm you not know, sure you turned the ball over at all in two games. Just saying, just saying. But oh, anyway, gosh. we are here. To you, to the public, in person, so we can deliver what you need, what yes. you crave, what you deserve, which is hard-hitting, well-thought-out, sports-opinionated topics. And we are starting off with the biggest college football game of the year thus far. Yes. Alabama Crimson Tide versus the Georgia Bulldogs this Saturday. Yep. Three versus two. Um, so the way I wanted to roll it out was... To give you three reasons why. As an Alabama fanboy. Yep, as an Alabama fanboy, Alabama will lose the game. Oh. And then I want to give you three reasons why Alabama will win the game. This is a, a surprise. People had no idea he was going to do this. Yeah, please. No, no, tell no. me. T- 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 tell me and the people. <laughs> please explain. Yeah, so so we'll get into this. And then also we want to talk a little bit about Le'Veon Bell signing to the Chiefs. El first, Boogie. Uh, Alabama. So... Yeah, I, I was thinking, obviously, I'm an Alabama fan. Uh, we have a very big game coming up uh, tomorrow, actually. Um, and side note, Nick Saban has actually t- had two. So since his positive test on Wednesday, he's had uh, two back-to-back negative tests. Surprise. And if he has a third negative test in a row, he actually will be able to coach in the game. So, uh, since our last podcast, we um, that he has since tested positive, but then also had two negative tests. So there is still a chance that Nick Saban will 
coach the game on Saturday. I'm sure he is telling the team to prepare as if he will not, but if he does, that'll just be an added benefit. Um, I can just already see him walking in the stadium like Willis Reed did at the <laughs> uh, with the New York Jeez, Knicks. Oh my gosh. <laughs> It'll Travel be great. Crazy. It'll be great. Savings here. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, three reasons that Alabama Purpose will, will, will lose boots. the game. Oh, well, I'm not going to say that. Um, first, and, first and foremost, the first reason is Georgia is not a team that is – afraid or intimidated by Alabama at all. Uh, the last, really, I, I mean, I could point at three meetings that Alabama and Georgia have met. It's really been Georgia mistakes that have, have really lost them the game. You know, had they not had the massive mistakes, uh, the most recent one was, was for whatever reason, on the fourth and long, uh, Kirby Smart calling the fake punt when, you know, Georgia literally has Alabama, pen, I mean, just foot on our throat like we're in trouble just need a play and Kirby Smart goes to you know putting Justin Fields at the up back and goes for a fake punt it was just it was crazy I'm not even sure what got him into that but um nonetheless we'll take it um you know and, and it and it just goes on and on of just turnovers turning the ball over um and just really not executing getting away from what they want to do as a as a you know, as a team, uh, the year that they had Sony Michelle and Nick Chubb, where they had Alabama 13 to nothing. Um, you know, there, there's, there's just been time and time again, where Georgia has made the mistakes, the, the crucial mistakes that has buried them. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's not as if every single game that, you know, these teams have played, Alabama's come out and just dominated You're them. You're essentially and, and, and saying that, you know, in other words, the talent level is very, very close. Oh, yeah. If anything, uh, Alabama is just, in terms of execution, have handled that phase of the game better. Um, not beating themselves as much as Georgia has. Uh, and, I, and I think there have been times that, uh, you know, you can point out to the national championship game, you know, like the, the, the ability for Tua to execute that throw on a goal route and a safety for Georgia hesitating or, or not reacting correctly mm-hmm. and letting the receiver get past them. You know, that, it, that, that it's a game of inches, as the great Al Pacino said. Yeah. <laughs> um, you got a claw with your fingernails. It, but, it, but it's true, though. I mean, that's a very dramatic movie, uh, over-the-top movie, but in a dramatic speech. But it is true, especially in football. It really is. And um, in, in, in terms of that, when a talent level is very, very close, Alabama has out-executed Georgia. and um, But I agree with you that Georgia is going to come to this game with no fear. Um, they understand what they can do. And they also understand, you know, that, look, they should be able to score the ball on you guys. Your defense has been struggling. Um, and, look, it's not like Georgia has some high-powered offense. Uh, Stinson Bennett is not – I think it's Stetson Bennett the third. What a name that is! But uh, it's not like he is uh, Jake Fromm. It's not like uh, he is uh, uh, what's the guy uh, Murray? Aaron Murray. Aaron Murray. Yep. You know he he he's so far he or Justin Fields or Justin who oh, was definitely that, not Justin was Fields. That team. Definitely not Justin Fields. Oh man. Uh, you know uh, it, so, but he's good enough, I believe, to 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 execute enough to beat you guys, especially the way your defense is playing now. I agree. Uh, so no, dude, it, it, I, I expect. Saturday to be a tough game um, for you guys. But if you're able to fix the blown assignments and mental mistakes that you've made which you, against Ole Miss, you should beat Georgia. Yes. If you do not, 
you're going to be in a liquid world of trouble because I don't believe as grave of an offense you've had this year and as you point to me off, you know, in, in our own private conversations, you have a historic year offensively, you're playing against the best offensive team you've played thus far. And it's a new test. But what I what I will say as well is Georgia, number one, tempo, like, tempo just levels the playing field on – on such a drastic level. Right. Um, I mean, I can think of the first big loss Alabama has had since Saban's been there at, outside of his first year was the, was 2012 and Johnny Manziel. I mean, and, and they were a tempo team where, you know, you knew that one, if you got a first down running the ball, like it, they were rolling quick. And Lane Kiffin has that same type of philosophy where, when things get rolling, you know, if you get a, a run on first down and you get seven yards and then they go for another run and get a first down, it's just it's a snowball effect. Like they yeah. get going faster yeah. and faster. And I just don't think Georgia's gonna do that. So I think as a as an as a defense for Alabama, when you know we were playing against Ole Miss, when they were gashing us on the run game, you know, they're going faster and faster. And for for a defense an offense that's going faster and faster, all it does is get you more discombobulated. So if you're already like, okay, we're lining up wrong, we have misalignments, it gives you no time to correct that. Like, and I and I think that with Georgia, granted, I, I think they are. I think Georgia's going to be the fastest they've ever been tomorrow. Like they've ever been this year tomorrow. Yeah. So a, I, I think they're going to. Yeah, yeah, and they should, as they should. Yeah. Um. But the but, problem is, can they? Do they have the schematic? Can they bring the same schematic advantages and play calling that Ole Miss had with Lane Kiffin? That I really doubt. And so, so you know, it's fine. You could be up tempo, but if you're not getting those play calls, there right. are, you know, I mean, Lane Kiffin has some really, really, uh, you know, some his, some tricky stuff. And he, and, he, and he played not only where you guys not lined up, but then also when you're not able to identify your keys enough and quickly it just compounds the issues and so i think it was a it, it was it went both of those played the role mm-hmm. in the way your defense played last week so it, it it should be interesting um physical you know you guys should be pretty much the same um the quarterback position i, I i've come up i think i've admitted this admitted <laughs> admitted it admitted it oh my gosh i came around and i said mac jones is legit He's a very, very good quarterback. I don't doubt. You know, one thing and I told you this, Desmond, doing the Ole Miss game, I'm like, man, just looking at his face, he just seems so composed. Yes. He, he doesn't seem, you know, for, you know, to be a guy in his position, you're taking over from Tua, top, uh, top, uh, Tua, T-T. Tua, Tunga Valoa. Tunga Valoa. You know, you had an off year last year, and people, you know, you weren't able to stabilize the ship once Tua went down. Uh, with an injury, and you already lost to LSU at that point, but you know you weren't able to stabilize the ship. I'm sure there was a ton of pressure, you know, on him. If not that, if he didn't feel it, it definitely was ex- high expectations. Um, if not for himself, at least for the program to bounce back. And you know, you guys don't miss out on a championship two, three years in a row. No. You know that, that doesn't happen under Saban at Bama. So it's a it's a lot of expectations. COVID be damned. That does not matter down there. Yeah, no, no. You're playing. You have a schedule. <laughs> win. Right? Yep. That's so, how we operate, man. But yet he doesn't seem, <clears throat> you know, for guys what played with seven games now, 
three, yeah, something like that. About seven. He games, doesn't seven, seem overwhelmed. He seems like he understands the offense. You told me about that. He said, "Man, that goes to coaching. You know, like the repetitions in practice, making sure that he understands his his progressions." Uh, and and he, and he seems very comfortable. So I anticipate Mac will play very well. I don't think he's going to turn the ball over. And I think you have the better quarterback. I really do. Yeah. I and agree. you know, for that reason alone, um, I think you're going to win tomorrow. I, I think that Mac is going to be able to, and you have the better weapons too, um, overall. So yeah, I think you have everything you need to win that game. But the only thing that would, the only thing that can happen is that you guys beat yourselves, especially on the defensive end, like last week. Other than that, you shrub. Just if you make half the mistakes you made last <laughs> week, when you made a bunch, right? <laughs> you made a bunch. You make half the mistakes, right? Uh, you yeah. will win this game. <clears throat> I, I mean, I, I think if we line up correctly yeah every on every snap i think on defense i think we'll be okay yeah um but so what was what was my first one by the way uh i i think it was um why will why we would lose yeah you were saying that they're just not scared of you guys oh yeah they're not scared of us uh number two alabama It's tough saying this. Like it's almost like. Oh, is this what you told me about? It's kind of like it. shaming your child a little bit. Um, no, I don't think I told you about this either. What number two is about Alabama. What someone said about. Oh no no no, not that. Not okay. that. Okay. But it kind of coincides. So number two is Alabama's defense is the worst team in the country on third down. We oh. are defensively the worst defensive oh, team on that third makes you down. Vomit. It does. That's, it does that's bad. because I am used to. I mean, third down, it's it's automatic. We get, we get like, third, oh, oh it's off. third down. Hey, don't worry. Next play is going to be fourth down. <laughs> They're going to punt. We're, we're going to get the ball. That's what's yeah. Oh yeah, it's yeah. going to be great. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna do that. So that's bad. They they struggled a lot. Um, you, you know, I, and can I make a comment on that? There, there's so <laughs> many reasons why that's a bad thing. Because one, it means your defense can get off the field, uh-huh. so it, it's more chances for the team to get down there and score. And also, that's just that's more that's just fatigue. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Fatigue in that specific drive, you know, just staying on the field and not being able to get off. And then also through the course of a game, you're just you're, – you're, and that's what happens with Ole Miss too, especially when teams – let's put it this way. Your team struggles to get uh, – struggles to align with an up-tempo off- offense, which most teams are nowadays. Mm-hmm. Let, then you can't get off the field on third down. So now teams are going up-tempo on you. You can't get off the field. That's a recipe to give up a lot of points. <clears throat> a yep. lot of points. So no, that that that's legit. That's the legit first reason. the first national championship that we lost to Clemson, our defense was on the field for ninety nine plays. Wow. Now that was that was still in the the college football you know playoff era. Yeah. But nonetheless, it was only a week after the the first you know the 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 semifinal game. Right. Like so, it does. It, it's it, it real and and the biggest key is is last week our defense was on the field for eighty two games, eighty two plays, eighty two. I'm sorry, eighty two plays, and that is very that's key. And like I said, we we talked about this the last episode that we had. My hope was a lot of the focus that our defense had throughout the week was not a physical week of practice that it was mental. a mental week because we need to save those legs because that and uh, the, that type of and let's call it pitch count that type of pitch count last week is going to show up to tomorrow oh yeah like we can we have physically to be, and mentally yes okay, we've got to be dialed in it all goes coincide because yes. a lot of times you know this is why you run 
the reason why you, you, you get in conditioning in basketball and football, yes, physically to compete, but also when your body starts to, as soon as your body starts to wear down physically, that starts to hit the mental game, right? Yes. And you're more prone to mistakes. mental mistakes. Yeah. You get lazy. Yeah. Like, you man, don't. You I'm don't tight. take You'll the steps get, you need. The to. linemen don't get full, yep. Don't get in their stance. In basketball, you don't have the follow through that you need. Right. And it, now you're short. You know. Yeah. You, you're. You know. You don't. You, you don't. <clears throat> you know. You react a little bit slower because yep. you're not firing. You oh, know. Shoot. It, oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. It, yep. it, it all coincides. So no, I, I agree. That's key. You guys have got to. That's a. That's a great point by you. You guys have. Got to get off the field. Anytime you get George on third down, for the most part, you got to try to get them off that field. You cannot let them wear you down. Um, no, that's, that's a great point. So what's number three? Uh, number three is just the distraction of Nick Saban, and, 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 which is crazy. The, the distraction of Nick Saban. Like tonight, right now, it's 9.51. It's 8.51 in Alabama uh, at this time. Um, but nonetheless, they at, at, right now at this moment, they don't know if their head coach is going to be on the sideline. Like, and that that's a big – if you were to, to flip the script and look at Georgia and say, hey, there's a chance Kirby Smart won't be on the sidelines on Saturday. Right. How do you feel about that? Like, it's just – it's a it, it's a distraction. It's something that Nick Saban hates. If he had it his way, he, he, he probably would, would just say – Hey, don't tell anyone anything about it because he he's just so anti-distraction. Yeah, focus, focus, and focus, it's focus. just it, it's just one of those things where it's noise. Like, and that's that's just he's not a, he's not with that. And just anything when you're when you're talking about you know eighteen to 21, 22 year olds, any distraction, you know, especially one that's on ESPN, is just is is something that could potentially make a guy not play at his full potential or not be focused on his job 100%. If he's focused on his job 95%, 94%, well, that's that's how you get the result of Ole Miss that we had last week. But the one thing I will say is that if there's any if there's any coach that players understand that there's somebody, it's almost like God watching over you, <laughs> that even if he's not there physically, if he fail, if he is positive for the test tomorrow or whenever he does the last test, uh, they know for sure his ass is watching. Excuse me, he is, <laughs> he is watching. Yes, and they will hear like he's gonna make a call. They will. <laughs> apparently, he's asymptomatic, so like he's feel fine. He's thankfully he feels fine. Yes, that is good. That's um, good so thing. best believe that even if he's not on the sideline, that he will be getting his messaging across <laughs> both in game and also uh, the practice the following week so yep. i do believe that players understanding how he is they're going to be locked in regardless i understand what you mean pre-game yep. distraction but in game they're, 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 they understand that uh dad's watching so <laughs> um my my hope yeah. is is that essentially by the time that we have team breakfast that we will know if nick saban is is coaching in the game or not that's yeah. that's the hope yeah. it, you know because guys are going to wake up you know, at the team hotel, you got, you know, you got to get showered, get ready, whatever, all that good stuff, and then get down, you know, get to breakfast, all that. The, the goal is, is that by the time they're eating breakfast, that they know what, you know, the rest of this day holds. And as long, if that happens, I think we'll be okay. And I, I think that'll be less of an issue. But nonetheless, it's, it's still an issue because guys are going to bed tonight, not knowing if the head man Old Saint Nick is gonna be on the on the sideline. Yeah, I, I don't so I don't buy it. 
I'll be honest with you. I'm not, I'm not just saying you don't think that's a you don't think that's a distraction. I don't I don't I don't think guys are worried about that. I think guys just worry about execute. I like especially the way the way I believe what you tell me about the Bama program. These guys have been drilled for the moment they're on they're on campus to be singular focused, mm -hmm. and I think throughout the week. Saban has had conversations with the team, especially probably through yes, phone. Yes, via Zoom. Yep, via he's Zoom. Had, he's had multiple he has, conversations. He has probably drilled, regardless <clears throat> of what happens, regardless of what you hear, stay locked into X, Y, and Z. So I believe that tonight these guys are thinking about that. I don't think they're worried about it because they already know what to expect. I think Saban is so meticulous with his game planning and also his what he tells the team is that regardless of month there or not, you know what to do. Here's yeah. what we expect. So I think guys going to sleep tonight have expect have have no matter what happens they know what they have to do. Yes. And I think if the culture aligns with how you say it normally is, it shouldn't be a distraction. I really do believe that. Now, of course, like it, you do miss the presence. Right. But in terms of focus, I don't believe going into this game that they're going to lack focus. I don't think that would affect their focus. Um. Yeah. I just. I, I don't. Not as much. At least not as much as you may think it does. But. Let's flip it. Uh, three reasons why they win. Uh, so first and foremost, I will say is offensively right now, we are executing at a historic clip. Mm -hmm. um, Alabama, just the pass game, uh, explosive plays, uh, and, and even th e really uh, isolating last week, uh, our run game as well. Getting Najee going is extremely important. Najee as well as Brian Robinson. Um Getting those guys going, I think, will be important. But I think the most important thing is going to be number 17, Jalen Waddell, getting him deep behind that that Georgia defense. Mm -hmm. Because I, to me, getting them to 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 get the create the space of that that those safeties and and create you know kind of push that defense back a little bit because. Essentially, what what we've have had in the past, when and really I, I look more at at Jalen Hurts when he was our quarterback, was teams would just start to to really creep up more and more and more to the line of scrimmage. So those safeties, instead of playing at fifteen yards, would be at eight yards or seven yards. So they would be a a, a big impact on the run game. And I think with Jalen Waddle and just the explosiveness he's shown this this well, really his entire career, but as a pass catcher this year, I think he will be important on keeping those safeties back in pass coverage to where we can now run the ball against only seven-man boxes and not against, you know, nine-man boxes with those four D linemen, the three linebackers, as well as two safeties. We need to get those two safeties out of the box. Um, so I, I, I think he will be paramount. I think it's going to be 17 and 22. Those guys will be just incredibly impactful I think tomorrow as far as dictating what we do on offense because I I really think I I do think the defense will bounce back but I think offensively the boy Dylan Moses could find himself <clears throat> would you just let my let let Moses be great okay? okay I'm just saying but what I will say is the offense will need to dictate things uh, it really defensively for our defense I think we'll We'll need explosive plays. We'll need those two and three play touchdown drives of, of 85 yards and it's, it's you know, a 60-yard, you know, bomb. But I think at the same time, too, we'll need those plays to where we have a, a 10, 11, 12-play drive where we're running the ball, short passes to where we can give our defense a rest. Has Matt Jones – I don't think he's throwing a pick this year, has he? 
Uh, yes, he has. He threw a pick against Texas A&M. It was like a tip ball. Okay. Um, but overall, he has not turned the ball over He's a been lot. Very good, for as very for good. as much as the ball has been in his hands, which is really amazing. You think about like you know, anytime you you're, you're throwing the ball a lot. And it's not like he's just doing dink and dunk, you know, bubble screens all mm-hmm. day, you know, flares to the running back. You know, he's taking shots to waddle down the field to, to, uh, uh, uh what's the other guy's name? Devontae Smith. Devontae and then you Smith, also got John, uh, Mechie, and number then, eight. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he's, he's taking his shots. And every time he's taking his shots, I mean, he's putting the ball on the money. Um, he's been very, very efficient. So, no, no, I, I do agree that. You know the the balance. Your offensive balance, you know, should should be well within uh, give you a well within, a, a really good advantage uh, to win on Saturday. Like I said, you are the more talented team, especially offensively. Uh, defense, you know, like I said, you still you got a lot of lost souls that need to find themselves. But offensively, uh, you guys are you know are, are stout. You're stout. You have mm-hmm. probably the best running back in the country. Um, it's the run. It's the uh, it's Bubba. What is his name? The running back for Oklahoma State. A really uh, good one. Chuba Hubbard. Chuba, is Chuba playing? Did he opt out? <clears throat> he is playing, yes. Okay. So yep. you, you may have you he, least... he's better than Chuba. The, to me the 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 debate is between Najee and Travis Etienne. That ETN's that's where the boy. But Etienne is fine with that. Etienne's more of a burner though, dude. Etienne kinda reminds me, and I this may this is actually blasphemy. And uh a good our good friend Devin uh uh J- how do you say Devin's Devin like? Jaquay. J- Devin Jaquay. He he go, he gonna hate us at this. He kind of reminds me of uh, Johnson. Who? He, Charles Etienne. He kind of reminds me of uh, uh, ah, what is his last name? The running back for the Titans, Ch- Johnson. Uh, why is his name escaping me? Who? Uh, Two thousand yard runner. Oh, uh, Chris Johnson. CJ Two K. Yeah. He kind of reminds me of him. Like, a little ter- bit. In terms of just like, <clears throat> it's not. He's not very big. But no, he's, he's not a, big. Freaking burner! He can run. He's yeah. a burner, man. And 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 uh, that's De- that's Devin's boy. And so I know Devin, if you listen to this, I'm pretty sure you are. So CJ two K is his boy or ETN? A uh, CJ two K is his okay. boy. Gotcha, Chris Johnson. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, Chris Johnson balled but, out. Man. No, oh no, he was the man. You know, went to, from East Carolina all the way to to the Titans. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I, I do agree. But anyway, like you have one of the best, top, at least top three running back. In the country, top two. Uh, okay, fine. Top two. Fine, I, I give you <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just. I'm right, just you, you're being picky, but I understand. <clears throat> that's that Bam. It's a Bama fanboy coming out. Anyway, uh, yes. So look, you have well within your your rights to win this game. Like I said, I, I think I pretty much know your answer. You pick a Bama to win. Um, I don't expect you to do anything else, regardless. Um, <laughs> I'm also picking Bama to win, not just because you're my boy, but you know, I, I truly do believe that. When it, and I and I said this to Des uh, people. Doing the Ole Miss game is that man. You just have to, even when Bama's having off days, even when Bama's beating themselves, it it takes so much to beat Alabama because they never stop coming. Mm-hmm. They never <clears throat> stop, and for you, they, on most nights, most days, you have to play your A game, and you can't slip up. You can't have any costly turnovers. You really, you can't, you can't have the field flipped on you. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like you, you. you and, and so when their offense gets the ball, most likely on most days, you know, their defense is good enough where they're going to, if they get you back in your territory, you're not going to move the ball good enough to get out of that. Yep. They're going to flip the field. They're going to be at the 40 and they're going to score easy. It is so hard yeah. to be Alabama. And you just, for me to believe that a team has a chance to be Alabama, I have to know that you're going to, you have 
both sides of the ball solidified where you can win a different, like either type of game. Like a Clemson, in which Clemson's defense is stout. They can generate turnovers. They can get stops. Clemson's offense is stout. They can generate a lot of points. Uh -huh. They can keep the ball. They can control the time possession, right? When I look at Georgia, I don't know if their offense, I know their defense can play a defensive game. Yep. But I don't know if their offense can. I don't know if their offense can score at the clip they need to score to keep up with you guys. So there's no way, with that being said, I can go into this game and say, you know what? I'm picking Georgia. No, I'm staying, I'm going with Roll Tide. So before we wrap up, big news in the NFL. Yep. Are you cool? Let's move on, by the way. What number was it did I do? I think you did two. Give me number three real so quick. So the number three is just Stetson Bennett's and and not that I don't think he's a good quarterback. We don't know much about him. It's just the experience. Like he hasn't he hasn't had, you know, what even if even with Mac Jones limited experience, Mac's been in what, seven games. I think he's had seven starts. Mm -hmm. He started against Auburn last year, which is a good defense. He started against Michigan's uh in the bowl game last year. Uh, which is a good defense. He started against <clears throat> AM this year. Dr. Blitz. Uh another good defense. So he's he's had experience against different he's defenses. He's and also just yeah. talented defenses yeah. nonetheless, yeah. which is Stetson Bennett. And he it, who knows? Stetson Bennett could go on to break multiple records at Georgia. But it's just early. as of today, it's early. He hasn't had that experience against multiple defenses. And I have confidence that. Pete Golding will have a defensive game plan helped by Nick Saban. You have confidence in Pete Golding? Uh, you missed that second part. I have confidence <laughs> that Pete Golding helped by Nick Saban. <laughs> so Nick Saban has a game plan. <laughs> look, 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 man. Will have a the, way, game plan oh, wait, the way Pete Golding has been calling his game lately, whatever Pete brings to like the, the plant, look, hey, look, Nick, uh, I don't even know if they can call Nick. And call him no, they call, no. They probably call him Saban. Hell no. I want to coach. Kid's <laughs> yeah. name is Coach Ain't nobody Saban. Call, ain't nobody calling call him Nick. Nick. Hey, what? Nick, let's talk. Uh, <laughs> Get out. <laughs> if you can see the look on my face right now, but no. Ain't nobody, uh, you walk in talking about, hey, Nick, uh, uh, who who are you looking for? Yeah. Uh, coach. Sorry, Coach. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What can I do for you? Yeah, okay. Oh, okay. You had that. Okay. Co co coach. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is what I'm thinking. Yeah, you know, um, I, I don't really agree with that. So this is what we're <laughs> going to do. You know, like, I feel like whatever way Pete Golden's calling games lately, that Saban probably took whatever plan that Pete had and just, <laughs> like, this is, you know, okay. This. I mean, it, it's a, it's a you know, we're a team. You know, it's a collaborative effort. Yes. But. Nick Saban's gonna have he's he's gonna have the 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 bones of it. Yes, you know, and, and his signature will be on that game. Yes, play. it will all be his over, signature oh, all over. Yeah, so that's and just, my my hope is that we do confuse Stetson Bennett a little bit, and and we throw some exotic things at him to to kind of confuse Sa him. Saban's a defensive coach for, first. Correct. He? First okay, and foremost, I so. I defensive so. backs is his. Uh, his background. Okay, okay, I thought so. He's a yep. defensive guy. So yeah, he his his especially at the last week, his hands are gonna be all on that defensive oh, game yes. plan. As so, it should be. Yeah, as it should be. So nope, I, I understand. I I think with to sum up your third reason, you have the better quarterback play. You have the better quarterback. I agree. I agree. So yes, and I would agree with that. So are we good to move on? We are good. Let's all right. Do so it. before we wrap up, L Boogie. Le'Veon Bell two was, six was released. By the New York Football Jets. New York Football Jets, who are absolutely a 
dumpster fire. They're getting ready to, they've, they let Lil Boogie go, Le'Veon Bell. It looks like they're looking to trade Sam Darnold, which, you know what, that's the whole episode. You never even put the kid in a good spot to begin uh, with. That's just a total, total mess. But anyway, they're like, uh, if I, super side note, I'll be quick. If I'm Trevor Lawrence, Jets have number one pick, I'm coming back to Clemson. You doing the Lions? No. Very simple. I don't, I don't no. Because I've seen what you did for this this no, guy. I'm out. You literally put, you put, you drafted Sam Darnold, and you did nothing to improve things around him. You didn't address the offensive line. You just did it with Be uh, Beckton this year, but you didn't address the offensive line. You, you didn't give him any freaking uh, weapons on the outside. You just left him out there and dry. You actually let his best weapon walk. You let Robbie Anderson walk. Yes. Cool. And, yep. and nope, it's like, are back. you I'm freaking good. kidding me? And what do you expect him to do? It, it like not every quarterback hits the ground running, but especially for one, your culture sucks. It's not like you had a great culture. It's not like you know. Look, yeah, Herbert, Justin Herbert's doing decent with the, doing decent with the Chargers. The Chargers have a playoff team everywhere else. Their defense is a playoff team. You know. But you know what? You know what that does is it speaks to so much. How important the situation you go to as a quarterback. Oh, absolutely. How important that is. Night and day. Night and day. Look, look, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is playing like not, and then you have the anomalies of guys who can go play for teams that don't have a lot, but but and he can be successful or he can show that he belongs. But it doesn't happen a lot of times. Most of the time, situations really, really can make or break a guy. Same thing with Dwayne Haskins. And I know that's not what we want to, we're talking about, and that's probably an episode later. Probably when they get traded, because it looks like both are not going to be with their teams by the end of this season. Yeah, yeah. So, look, anyway, the Jets are a total dust fire. They let go Le'Veon Bell. We've speculated. Not on podcast because it kind of happened so quickly, yes. but in a few days, so fast, so, like forty-eight hours. Like, yeah, we speculate. Okay, me and Dad's talked about. I'm like, what do you think he's a good fit? You know, we talked about. I think uh, potential. Uh, I don't think the Chiefs even came up. No, it did not. Um, which is the, really crazy. the Steelers came back up. The Steelers, Steelers came, came back up. up. Uh, Patriots <clears throat> came up. Uh, uh, um, uh, what's another Hell, team? really? The Falcons would be would Falcons have been a good be, fit. Yeah, like, yeah, pass catching running back. Yeah, uh, Cardinals were out of box because they're, yeah. he's a great pass catching and running back. Not doing well and, this and year. Your boy from Bama, Kenyon Drake, is not playing well, as you just said. Uh, you know, and they can use it. They can use that weapon. And he's this type of guy that he's so versatile that he can. You can use him anywhere. You can put him split out for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? In certain situations, he can make plays. But lo and behold, it just seems like you, you know we we the turn the rich get richer. Yep. Like it's just it's amazing how that happens in sports. Like sometimes like this like especially their special teams they seem, they tend to always have talent. They find it and they have talent fall in their lap. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Le'Veon Bell signs to the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. Let me explain this to you, people. They need a lot of help. Oh, oh, oh. oh, oh yeah, man. They were they were absolutely just dying oh for me on for some talent. Like ugh. this, you you talking about adding a running back, and Clyde Edwards Blair is doing a good job. He is, but you add a running back who can run, who's patient, who can catch. He is perfect, perfect for the Chiefs. And, my, and, and best believe he's going to make an impact. Oh yeah, because Shady McCoy is gone. Really, it's it's it's, it's, it's Edwards Hilaire. That's it. And so you just mix him right in. Yep. He can and he can slowly work himself in. But he, I, I don't doubt he would suit up. Um, I think Monday night they play the Bills. This should be a good game, by the way. Um, 
maybe an AFC championship uh, preview. We'll see. Ooh, but, that's true. you know, like him with the Chiefs, you put him playing with Pat Mahomes, with Andy Reid, and that offensive philosophy, they're going to find a way to utilize his talents. I mean, he has a lot of them. Is he the L Boogie, the Le'Veon Bell of 2015? No, he's not. But I still think he's really good. And I think the Jets situation is so terrible. Their offensive line sucked. It's not like he, you know, he never really, anybody that went to play for Jets never really had a chance for success. No. So it's kind of hard to judge. Yep. So I still believe Le'Veon Bill has some juice in the tank. He's still young. I think he's 28 years old or something like he's not 30. He's young in the 30. He's still got some juice left. It's just, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible. And, um, yeah, the Chiefs just, just keep on rolling. They add a really good running back. And uh, I, I'm bloviating in here, but what do you think? I don't think you would have given your thoughts. On it's, it's uh, you know, it, I, I think it's that the Chiefs have an effect that's different than the normal Super Bowl effect. For most teams that go and win a Super Bowl, the, the many different pieces on that Super Bowl team start to splinter off because guys have validated what they've wanted to do. So the, yeah. the, you know, the goal of their career of winning a ring has happened. So now it's like, I just want to get paid. So I'm going to go to, I'll go to the Jets, even though they're awful. I'm trying to get paid. I'll go to the Lions, even though I know they're bad. But because I have my Super Bowl ring already. I now, I'm, now I'm just trying to get my big check. Yeah. The, the Chiefs have a difference of it's, it's flipped. And I, and I, I feel like I know why, but I don't know why. I feel like I know why, and it's because of Mahomes. But I also don't know why because of when Russell Wilson won it, he was very young. Like he, you know what I mean. He was what second year on a, on a, his year. rookie deal. Yeah. So it, I, I don't, I don't, I really don't know. Like it, the same thing that 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 tells you this is why it's happening should also tell you this is why it's not happening. So essentially, I guess what I'm saying is. They have a, a a weird effect where there's a strong confidence of, oh yeah, they're gonna run this thing back. Like Sammy Watkins took a pay cut to come back, and there and and there's just guys who are not looking to cash out on the monster payday, outside of Mahomes who has half a billion dollars. Um, be and and, and my guess is that's due to a high confidence of, oh yeah, we're about to run this back. Like and. and it shows with Le'Veon Bell. I, the terms of his of his contract haven't been released yet uh, of anything that I've seen. Um, but my guess is it's probably not a very big payday. I, they didn't have a lot of cap space to begin with. Mm. So Le'Veon, it, it, it's either incentive laden or he just took a, a an outright pay cut to to come there. The great he's got his money from the Jets. I mean, like, I mean, look, look, he, like, there's a certain amount of guaranteed money. I can't remember. That yep. the Jets I gave think him. it's six. I think this year. Yeah. So, I mean, and like, so look, he's he's got his money. He got paid that he was looking for. So look, he may just be like, look, man, I'm on a situation. I just came from a, the worst situation you could possibly be in, or one of the worst. We know locally how bad it can be. Um, 
And we should actually do a poll. What's the worst situation in football right now? <laughs> you know, I probably would say the Jets, but the Lions are there too. Uh, but I anyway. might do a poll. Yeah, check our Instagram uh, tonight or tomorrow. What's the worst situation? The, in the worst right now? football situation right now. We could probably only do like four teams, so yeah, we'll figure out who, what four we'll do. Well, Lions I say, but you can pretty much pencil the Lions every year. I mean, it don't matter what year it is. It's like Groundhog's Day. Oh you my God, go. we got Matt Stafford, that quarterback from Georgia. So we can't We're be bound to win we, the Super Bowl. We can't be the worst situation. But no, I, I think there's a consensus that is here is that, you know, I think we both agree this is a home run, once again, by the Chiefs, given the situation. That's why you become the GM that you that you are. You know, and um, I can say that the rich, once I say it, like I said, rich get richer. Rich get richer. Um, as long as the Chiefs are healthy, they are the favorite. The Lions will probably win out, though, and like win the NFC like and, and be there against the Chiefs waiting for them, though. Well, then I guess I can just hop on the pig and fly to work if that's the case. I mean, I I mean, depending on like, I mean, most people are working from home right now, so really, oh, you just need to fly that pig from your bedroom to like the kitchen table. <laughs> so that probably could work. Probably could. Matter of fact, I work downstairs, so I can just fly, like literally, just jump on a pig and just jump right downstairs, and then we that technically be flying to work. Well, maybe it does have people. Lions, you, you Lions heard, in the Super Bowl. Lions in the Super Bowl. Heard it here first. Put $5 on it because I wouldn't suggest betting anything. Anyone that you want to just light on fire and just never see again. Absolutely. But, people, thank you once again for tuning in. Like, subscribe, review, share. Tell your friends, tell your family. This is not just a shtick. I actually mean that. Please, we actually <laughs> would like to hear that. Not because we're desperate, but because we really do want to form a relationship with you. Give us suggestions. You know, um, anytime we see you guys comment on our Instagram posts and on our reviews, we really do appreciate it. And any criticism or tips that you guys want to give to us, do that. And we will take it to account. We even give you a shout out, right? We really do. We're, we're you know, we love what we do. Uh, we love talking. Me and this guy do this even on our off times, not being he here with you guys on episodes. So, um, but we're also new to this as well. And we have and we consider ourselves very open to learning. Yes. And so anything that we can do to better deliver to you, let us know. But with that being said, this is Dre. This is Des. Signing off, baby. Peace.